Hi, Wigs. Hi, Wigs. This week on Wigs and Weiss, this, the sound starts back. Yeah, just so you know, when the sound doesn't sound right for the it's like a minute or two. Yeah, it's not long. Yeah, but, um, but we correct it, don't it worry. It gets better. And yeah. then we talk about a bunch of stuff that you'll love. Like, and we have a very special guest, which very we're special. not going to say yet. No. You're going to find out when you get in there, and you're going to be like, oh, it's so fun. But we are so excited, and thanks for listening already. Wigs and Weiss. So back to Ocean's 8. <laughs> Frigid Farrah can be used to help people understand how to be intimate with a partner. No. Um, a little tangent off of that. We watched All the Money in the World while I fell asleep halfway through. Now Sorry. he's the poppy, champagne poppy. No, he's not talking about her <laughs> vagina. Merry Christmas, Jeff. And Annabelle. And now we have to find out about the nun? Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck Go fuck nun. yourself. Yeah, fuck that nun. You guys want to know other stuff we like? She told me I was starving my face. And I think that there are lunatics that are going to bring their sex dolls out to Fridays. Oh, for sure. And be like, she'll have the margarita, but not too many, because then she starts talking back. I'm about to burp. Oh, wait. Is it? Oh, all right. I'm sorry. Uncooked, but not raw. Uncooked, but not raw. Chew on that for a minute, because I don't know how it could be one without the other. Throw me off a balcony. I can't live in this world anymore. And it's not nice, and I don't appreciate it. So, Lindy, no. Clandy? Clandy star? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Gay swans in Austria attacked humans to protect their adopted baby. Stop it. A colorful plastic cup. Do you understand that that story <laughs> took more twists than Ocean's Eight did? <laughs> you're in your hospital bed, just woke up. It's Thursday. It's you're like, wigs and it's a new Wigs and Wigs day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This is Wigs and Wigs. Scratchy scratch. Scratchy scratch. We are recording. Hey. Hi, Wigs. We're actually here. Yeah. So sorry it took us a little while. Lindsay thought we recorded two episodes in January. Lindsay, I was wrong. as you know, doesn't remember anything. I've got a Swiss cheese brain. We are, we have been negligent. We and have. we apologize for, well, first of all, this is Wigs and Weiss. This is Wigs and Weiss. If you didn't know, now you know. I'm Paul Crowe. I'm Lindsay Herbert Silverman. And. Wait. Wait for it. No. Are you waiting? Are you waiting? <gasps> Sphincter your butthole. <laughs> That's not like... That's a thing. It's a thing now. I made it up. Um, <laughs> we have a very special guest in the studio tonight. <gasps> Clutch your pearls in unison. Vanessa Strapathi is here. Oh, She's one of our dearest wigs and one of my dearest friends Truly. for like a decade now. Oh goodness, yes. Wow. It's been that long. Yeah. Well, we're older. We're older. <laughs> like the older. Yeah. But we look the same. We do. And I said your name right, right? Yeah, I did. It's pretty close, <laughs> That's I think. so funny that you said that because I was like, I'm not going to hear it. Because I was like, I, as I was like, coming downstairs, I was like, I should ask. I'm like, I'm going to let Lindsay do that. No, she knows. Again, one of my dearest friends. We've been friends for a decade. She was my bridesmaid. Um, <laughs> she doesn't know how to pronounce her last name. Well, she's Italian, correct? True. And, you know, with the Italians, you never know if it's Strafasi or Strafacci. You can go either way. Okay. okay. Well, then I would have been right either well, way. And that huh? distinction I'm giving you, I, I did not give you enough credit. I thought, like, you were like, Strafacy? Like. <laughs> well, that, the Midwestern would have definitely done that, but I'm yeah. I'm cultured now that I've lived in Los Angeles for 13 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a stretch. Um, well, we are. I love Vanessa, too. I want to talk about Vanessa, too. Okay. Vanessa, I met through, obviously, uh, Lindsay. It would have been weird if you were like, yeah. I met her through <laughs> someone else. Tinder. Uh, Scientology. Uh, <laughs> something. 
Um, but I've always, um, you know, friends of friends are always a tricky little thing. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like from the day I met you, I was like, I want this one in my life. She's a bundle of wonderful energy and truly one of the sweetest people I've ever met. And She's she gets to sit with us yeah. tonight. And fun fact, she has been one of our This is Wigs and Weiss voices. I think she's the current one because I haven't done the music in a hot minute either. I, yeah. Um, we don't know where we are. <laughs> are you guys still there? Probably um, not. No, but she she is currently the This is Wigs and Weiss. So you get double That's not her coffee. real voice, as you can tell. We, we tweak the voice a little bit, but she's here. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, and we are, we're so excited and we're going to be popping our corks with you and flipping our wigs with you and everything in between. So thank you for being here with us, Vanessa. Yes. Thank you, guys. This is pretty awesome. And I, you guys can't see me, but I am bright red from all of the love right now. Mm-hmm. It's just She's the rosé reflecting off your skin. <laughs> that too. Um, and the sobby running through your veins. <laughs> um, we don't have wigs tonight because I'm in the process of moving and we haven't been wearing wigs for the last several years. <laughs> we are drinking, though. We are. You'll you'll find it's probably going to make us a little sillier. So good. But um, we're, we're just excited to be back and um, hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. Should we pop our corks? Let's pop our corks. I can tell you are in. You want to start. I'm trying to find my outline. Okay, then maybe I should start. You should start. I'm going to start with a light one. Oh, there it is. Oh, you have it? Yeah, but you can still start. Okay, I'll start with a light one and get progressively angrier. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right, just to get my heart rate rushing a little bit. Um, the Oscars are in two weeks, and we probably aren't going to record before then, so we might as well talk about that. We Oscars. might. We might. <laughs> <laughs> so possibly uh, the best time to talk about the Oscars. Uh, it was announced today that um, you know a lot has been happening with the Oscars, as we know, over the past few months from losing the uh, host to like, what what awards are potentially not going to be given during the ceremony anymore because we're trying to cut down on time. Oh, I haven't heard about that. Yeah, well, they decided today what those awards are going to be. Now, the Oscars are a very long program, and they get longer every year, as it seems. I don't particularly enjoy the Oscars as much anymore. As I said many times on the show, the Golden Globes are where it's at for me. Everyone's drunk. It's all acting prizes. Honestly, what I'm starting to realize is... Do without most of it. Yeah, I, you know, even the Globes. Are you not like? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I didn't watch the Globes, but there's also a part of me that photo edited for the awards uh, seasons for a long time. Yeah. So it's close. Hashtag it, it gets, gets better. better. Um, it so what happened was. <laughs> Um, I, I preface everything to Vanessa earlier and I was like, by the way, Vanessa, we don't know what we're doing and we never have, but here we are. Um, and then what happened was it stopped recording for a reason. We'll never know why it does that because we just will never just know because we don't know what we're doing. Um, and then I realized I hadn't plugged in the thing that goes into the thing that makes the thing sound okay. Why it does any of those things. I don't know because I don't know what I'm doing. But so the sound was not the wigs and whites quality you're used to. <laughs> that you that you that you come here for. Everybody's like, okay, get out of here. This American life. We need the quality of wigs and whites. <laughs> but now here it is. Here it is. The vanilla gorgeousness of my voice is coming through clearly. Just smooth and lovely. Ooh. And we're sorry that you had to have that atrocious yeah. sound. For a minute. We also don't know why we've been recording on mics, because apparently it wasn't that bad. It was bad. fine. 
Um, as I was saying, the Oscars have announced the awards they are not going to be giving on the cer- during the ceremony this year. They'll be doing them during the commercial break. Because you know how great that must feel to win an Oscar during then, the uh, commercial do, break. Can you imagine? Can you imagine finally getting to the pinnacle of your career? Yes. And then being like, oh, no, I was talking near their Carl's Jr. commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. It's and are you ready for what they are? Yeah. Makeup and hairstyling. Oh. Right. Live action short. <laughs> Film editing. That's what? And the editors. Cinematography. No. Those are extremely important things. Extremely important movie like relate like live action short. No no tea, no shade. But True. like in the context of the Oscars, which like most people look at as a, a celebration of the feature films released that year, those three things, cinematography, film editing, and makeup and hairstyling. There's such big parts of the story making. It's yeah. not, no. Especially period pieces, anything with like makeup, costume that you're supposed to be transported to a different place. Yeah. You can't, you can't not award that. I know. That doesn't... And you'd think that if they were going that route, route with live action short, how about you do documentary short? Just yeah. no offense. Like, I didn't know that was an award. Yeah, those two are a thing. And then like, I think there's two others that kind of squeeze in there. Animated, as animated a short? There might be. No, I think you're right. Yeah, animated short. Like right before like all of the Pixar movies. Yes. They, they award so there's probably an animated right? short too. So you get those three. And, and you sh- know it's going to be a Pixar short that wins animated go- short. And here's the thing. Bigger picture, the ceremony is always long every year. And I don't feel like... Like, is there is it really that much of a drop off during the show? The people that watch the beginning are probably there to the end. They're nerds like me. Like, just this is what the show is. If you're gonna do yeah. anything, make it more entertaining around the awards that are. No, given I love that they were like, no, you know what? We're gonna cut the songs because everybody hates songs. Everybody like they're I, cutting the songs too. They were going to until Gaga was like, no, I won't perform. I don't know if she said I won't perform, but she convinced them that they should perform all the songs. Good. They were just like, we're just going to let Gaga and the other possible winner going to like perform. And then she's like, no, these people have to believe that they can win too. I didn't know that. Good for her. Yeah. So anyway, Oscars, the rough year for the Oscars. Yeah. I mean, but isn't it always kind of? Yes. There's always going to be a reason to hate the Oscars. And now we just know early on. A couple years ago. Yep. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. So they're going without a... No host. No host. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm fine with it. I mean, you're not going to watch them anyway, probably. Probably not. <laughs> it's too busy. <laughs> okay. Your turn. I want to talk about Velvet Buzzsaw. Uh-oh. It's in your court. It's in... I watched it too. I realized I, I, I titled this Flipped Wig. <laughs> Um, in my pop, but it is in my corks. Yeah. So nobody knows the difference anyway. So Velvet Buzzsaw (laughs) is um, a move, a Netflix original movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Renee Russo. Oh my god, my mouth. One glass. Hardly even one glass. Um, but yeah, one glass. Jake Gyllenhaal and Renee Russo. Renee Russo is a living legend. She is. There was a lot about this movie that I liked. And those were the two parts. Jake Gyllenhaal was great. He plays gay very well. He does. Um, you get to see his tush, too, which is really nice. Um, and then it kind of stops there because I felt like there were so many missed opportunities because it satirizes the art world, which is so ripe for satire. And they just didn't go far enough. I well, wanted them- I don't know how much of a satire. Like it's written as a satire, it's described as satire. I was like, it's not that far off. I don't right. think. 
But I wanted it to be like best in show for yeah, no. the art world slash horror. I wanted it to be a horror comedy. I think it still wanted to be cool. Yes. It, it was too... It, it, what, yeah, it wanted to be too too cool more than it wanted to have like a commentary on this world. Yes. Um, but it did... There's a little bit of a, a popped wig, flipped cork in here in that it gave us my favorite video of the year. Your which is video of the year at the press junket for Velvet Buzzsaw at the Sundance oh, Film yes, Festival. Yes, yes. You did send me this. The director, um, what's his name? Joe Russo. No, no. Um, it's it's oh, Dan. Know, that's a strange word name to just pull out. Who's Joe Russo? And the Russo brothers. <laughs> um, uh, what's his name? I looked it up and I didn't write it down. Um, He's but, one of the Russo brothers. Wait, what is wrong with me? Is he the guy that performed in that country thing last night? What no. The hell are you Dan Gilroy. About? Okay. Sh- Dan Gilroy is the director of Velvet Buzzsaw. And he, uh, so there's this press junket at the Sundance Film Festival. Donnie sent me this video. And um, Dan is describing Renee Russo and why he casts her in so many things because she was in Nightcrawler too. Nightcrawler? That was the name of the movie, right? <laughs> was it? <laughs> It was. It was, right? But my God, our brains. <laughs> I, I, this is what happens when we do this after a day of work and a glass of wine. Hi, guys. Um, so he's describing Renee Russo, and he says she has an air of mystery, an air of melancholy, and Jake Gyllenhaal goes, it's melancholy, Dan. And he was so serious. When it's you described so it to annoying. me initially, I was like, he couldn't have been that annoyed. You guys have to watch it. He is so annoyed. With Renee, I feel that 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 there's many sides to Renee that haven't been shown on film. I know, I, and I wanted the world to see them. Uh, soulful, spiritual. She has a touch of melancholy once in a while. It's melancholy. Oh, it's Dan. melancholy. I'm sorry. Let's get that word wrong. You're so good. That is not the first time um, today. You know, and if you watch, I've watched this video so many times, and Renee Russo's like slapping Jake yeah. on the leg, and he's just shaking his head, and he just goes, not the first time today. <laughs> he's so annoyed, and I love it. It's like you see the sliver of real person inside yes. of actors, which yes. is hard yes. to get Especially to. Especially around these like directors who probably like, you think of like the Alfonso Corones of the world that like the actors are terrified of. And they're always like, he's and brilliant. He's a genius. <laughs> oh my Gyllenhaal God. Like, You're an idiot. <laughs> it's melancholy, Dan. <laughs> Where did he get melancholy? Mel- and, and he even says, I always get that wrong. Not the first time today. <laughs> Not the first time today. Like <laughs> this air of melancholy. Yeah. I want my drag name to be spelled melancholy, but to be melancholy Gyllenhaal. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah, it is good. Melancholy Gyllenhaal. Because you could almost like there's a there's a Maggie adjacentness of the melancholy, mm-hmm. so it rolls. I like it for sure. Melancholy By the end of this Gyllenhaal. episode, Vanessa, I have oh. a request. <gasts> Can we? Drag name? Yeah. Oh my god. Have you ever picked your drag name? Are you open to interpretation, or would you like to find it on your own? I'm open to interpretation. So let's just scribble down as many as we can, and then by the end, she can choose from what we come up with. And Melancholy Gyllenhaal to me is a nomination for sure yeah. because I feel like <laughs> you're gorgeous, <laughs> but I do feel like you could be in the Gyllenhaal family. Well, they did live in Park Slope where I grew up. Do you not up, think so that the Gyllenhaals are attractive? It's entirely possible. I think. I think they're gorgeous. I think an they're about this with about Maggie. No, I I think Jake is very attractive, I think but Maggie's he's funny beautiful. looking, and I think Maggie is very attractive, 
but she's funny looking. I think they're both good looking, but also weird looking. Okay. Which I'm totally comfortable he, being related to. No, I think you're, now that we say that, because he, he, I see, he, he, the whole movie, I was like, I thought he, I mean, his body's incredible, everything, but like that the tush. face is a little wonky. Right. But Maggie, I think I've always, maybe I just really respect Maggie and I, I, I don't know if you guys know that about them. me, but I don't see physicality when I really respect women. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Second case. I feel like, and again, we shouldn't be talking about people's looks, but <laughs> Maggie. <laughs> That is not the first time Maggie's today. Maggie's face does look a little bit like pinched. Oh, what if we be, become friends? We shouldn't be, but we will. Oh, I think she's gorgeous. I think they're both gorgeous, but I think... And look, I come from a family of funny looking people, so it's fine. I can say this. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever I don't even know what we're talking about whatever. anymore. I will say this about Velvet Buzzsaw, if you don't mind me. Is that what it's called? Velvet Buzzsaw? Yes. Yeah, okay. I keep wanting to call it like <laughs> I was gonna, I thought it was Velvet Buzzsaw. But I don't even know. Go I, ahead. I enjoyed it more. I gave it a B plus afterwards. Oh, wow. But uh, the caveats are I um, love horror. And I felt like there were some great horror elements of the movie that, like, it could have leaned in more to that. It also, the trailer gave away way too many and of I the And I didn't pills. watch the trailer. Um, but I talked about this with my friend Chris, who was a Netflix employee yesterday. And he said it perfectly. And I'm probably going to get him in trouble for this now because he probably doesn't want this to be said on a podcast that no one's listening to. But... He we have like, a solid dozen. <laughs> yeah, but one of them's here right fans. now, so that's really going to cut away from our that's numbers. That's true. We're going to be like eleven people. He said, but it was perfect for a Netflix watch, right? Like, <gasps> and I was like, he didn't mean it like Netflix. Like Netflix is, has Roma, potentially the best picture. But true. in this sense, did Velvet Buzzsaw sort of like check the box for like it's Friday night and I don't want to go out? For me, yeah. I fell asleep twice trying to watch it. Well, that's any movie for you, though. Not true. Many. A lot. Many. I've, yeah. Chris, don't get mad at me for, oh, I think I just spilled some tea. Um, <laughs> he doesn't listen. He won't know. Okay, it's Until he then. gets this pink slip and then he's like. <laughs> there was an obscure <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but if anyone's listening, it is Netflix. Definitely. Right? For sure. Thank you. I like, just because they hear everything. What like. I mean, just like everyone's listening to, like, like listening yeah. To okay. I was wondering when I was going to bring this up. Okay. I, yes. Do you know about you the thing? You told me. I told you. Okay. Do you know this? <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're very all over the I place know. tonight. And this is, you know, this is going to be a popped core because this is fucking crazy. And if you guys don't know this, there's a gentleman named Shane Dawson <laughs> on YouTube who's like the, he is the king of you, one of the kings of YouTube right now. And he's done this almost like a 90 minute movie called Conspiracy Theories. And I haven't watched the entire thing because it's 90 minutes, but I was very intrigued by him because he's like one of the smart ones. And he starts this movie, and it's hard to explain, but he starts this movie where they're, they're going into conspiracy theories, and the conspiracy theory that they're about to expose happens in the moment that they're just like randomly filming kind of avant-garde. That's not the right phrase. They're filming... Impromptu. Thank you. We need you here more often. Avant-garde, like it's in black and white and upside down. What the hell so is wrong with me? So artistic. Um, so they, he, this guy's on his phone, and he's like, you guys, my mom, I just talking about my mom, and she told me, she heard me saying something that I, ha- that I was saying when I hadn't yet picked up the phone. So they're now essentially like d- diving into, I need to watch the rest of the movie, that like w- when you see your phone ring, and it is Lindsay Harbert, Silverman, you're like, fuck, I don't want to talk to this bitch. There's a possibility Lindsay Harbert, while it's ringing, it's Silverman. already picked up. 
<laughs> and can be hearing you saying, I don't want to talk to this bitch. So do not say shit about people when you see their names come up on their phone. Well, wasn't there that whole thing that just came out with the mother and the son and the son realized that if you did something with FaceTime and group chat yes. that you could listen in on someone's phone call before they had actually picked up. And even if they don't pick up, like yeah. you can just do it and it starts it playing. Was, you can hack into people's like audio live. Yeah, it was a bug that this kid who was fourteen. He was playing fork knife, whatever, with his friend. Fork no, knife. No, no, that's what I call no. it. That's what I call oh, it, guys. Okay, okay, okay. I thought you really just messed I that. I it's actually Fortnite, <laughs> but I, I feel like it should be called fork knife. <laughs> I just and got so excited that that's what you thought it was called. <laughs> he was trying to chat with his friends outside of the game. Realized that you could. Uh, basically listen in on someone's call before they had actually picked up. And he told his mom, and his mom had to spend like a week and a half trying to get in touch with Apple to tell them there's this major flaw in their system and there's a problem. And so Apple finally shut FaceTime group chat, whatever it is, off and fixed the bug and now is like rewarding the kid with probably like a $25 Apple iTunes gift card or whatever. Yeah. But he he essentially like figured out a major flaw in their system and it's not cool. And I don't, I really don't think it's crazy to think that there are somebody is out there 100%. manufacturing this to make us all like, cause if that's, if, if the core of what's happening is that the possibility that someone could hear you talk shit about them before you pick up the phone, which let's be frank, like it happens, right? You're like, Oh, not today, bitch. And you just like ignore or whatever. Most calls. Like it's not crazy to think that there could be someone behind it that's like, this is just the beginning of getting them to melt down more than they already are. Right. And by them, I mean Americans because we're fucking idiots. That us. are that, you know. Us three. Yeah, us three. We're totally. Yeah, totally. We would idiot. eat each other if, like, all of a sudden we found out we're talking shit about each other. <laughs> I don't know. I would just, no, I'd be I mad. wouldn't be pleased. No. But at the same time, if, if, if I were to call you and I hear you say, I don't want to talk to this bitch right now, I'd be like, you get it. No, you would not. I get it. For a second. I Lynn. never answer the phone. Vanessa, can you please? I, I mean, know. I would immediately would. text you and be like, bitch, what? Yeah. You'd have Why a reaction. You, you wouldn't be like, ho-hum. <laughs> Interesting thought from Paul. Like, give me a break. Okay, You'd well, my like, reaction to your... everything, anything is never ho-hum. Well, I'm like, certainly not you nice. like peaches more than apples, you stupid cunt? <laughs> Proof that this would get messy. It's true. Oh, That's true. Not the first time today. Thank you. I was reminded today. My friend Lee, who's probably listening, um, she texted me just to say hi. And we were just talking about like, you like you better tell me everything that's going on in your life all the time, whether you're busy or whatever. And I was like, because you're bigger than me, but I can overpower you. And she's like, I know. And I was like, Tiny Rage, because she nicknamed me Tiny Rage. Tiny Rage. When, when we lived together in Indianapolis, because I would rage out. And I even then I was like 10 pounds lighter and just be like, ah! <laughs> You, the old Lindsay that can't, can't come, come to, to the, the phone, phone anymore right frightens me a little bit. I feel like Vanessa and I have a similar disposition in that way. Yeah, we've, we've, I, I mean, I haven't smacked as many people as you might have, but I think we've both, you know, grown and worked on our, you know, tiny rage issues. How many people Agreed. have each of you slapped? Well, Mike Lacey, Fair, famously. But not in anger. You slap in fun with him. With him. Who I've have never, you slapped in anger? I've kicked a car in anger. Oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> no, it was parked. Was it a police officer? No, it was a Honda. <laughs> Did the Honda deserve it? Yes. Okay. Did you leave a mark? I don't know if it was from me or if it had already been there. 
probably my car. What am I talking about? (laughs) You might want to go look at the left fender. Uh, That's why it's pretty much coming (laughs) up. This was years ago. This was like 10 years ago. Okay. Um, I think you should take one now because I just... Vanessa, do you have any popped corks? Just off... Okay, no. (laughs) Uh, This is a little... um, little late because I think we were supposed to record, but we didn't, but I don't know. Uh, I want to talk about the Super Bowl, mm. or as I like to call it, the Pooper Bowl. You did call it that. I did. Yeah. I had a lot of times, and I stand by it because, <laughs> A, it was the most boring game, and I don't like football, so it's going to be boring anyway, but it was, a boring it was especially game. awful. Um, even the comeback at the end, whatever, it was like snooze magoos. Um, oh, do you want the wine opener? Or did I take it out of my pocket? Um, but the, the, the biggest news, in my humble opinion, was fucking Maroon 5. Because here's the thing. As much as I hated on Maroon 5 and their decision to perform, they have a catalog full of earworms and bops. And they should have been able to pull off a satisfactory halftime performance. I mean, Coldplay did a good job of having a good performance, even though their catalog is full of snooze fest, but they also had Bruno Mars and Beyonce. But what they also did that or that Maroon 5 did not do was actually incorporate their guest performers into their actual show. Exactly. Yeah. Which Maroon 5 did not do. No, it, was it was like two separate shows. Three separate shows. Yeah. Because Big Boy was there too. I didn't even watch... It was Big Boy comes out in this giant fur. He was actually the best part of the whole thing. And I was like, why the fuck is Big Boy anywhere? It's because he's an Atlanta rapper. (laughs) Guys, who's Big Boy? He was. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see. I I never actually refer to them as separate people. Well, they had they had one album that they did two. They did solo projects on. And I like the way you move. Was one of thousand. And then Big Big Boy. Boy. Yeah. Um, Travis, Travis Scott. Like what? 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 Sicko mode. Say, but, but why? Sicko mode is like the biggest song in the country, and it's not for me. No, but we have to recognize that some people love it. Sure. Okay, and I respect that. But also, anytime you want to get me riled up in a good way, you bring out a gospel choir or a marching band, and I am there. <laughs> I'm there, and I'm like, yes. And they had both those things. And I was like, no, snooze. snooze, not doing it for me. And I feel like my expectations were so low for this in that, like, to your point, like, I actually, I've since gone back and, like, listened to some Room 5 songs again because I'm like, oh, I forgot they had some, some bops. And they do have some bops. They do. Um, but the show itself was just kind of like, for me, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And it could have been better for sure. But at the end of the day, I'm like, is it going to be? Probably not. It's Maroon 5. But they had... A marching band and a gospel choir that were like, what? They didn't use them. How is a bigger issue at play here? Free the nipple. Why does True. he? Why we need to talk about the nipple and really like sit down and talk about the goddamn nipple because he egregiously for no reason removed for no reason, for no reason showed his and a woman's career was ruined because she showed hers and actually. She didn't show hers. No. Hers was Justin removed Timberlake by a man. 
And I know that this and, is but, not a hot also, take, but it needs to be said. And also, her nipple had a pasty over it. You didn't even see her nipple. There was a very tasteful, sparkly pasty over that nipple. You also, guys. Her career was destroyed, and destroyed. he just went on like nothing ever happened. Destroyed. And his career should have been and destroyed by those cargo she, pants he was wearing. She's the one who actually filmed a terrible, but filmed an apology video. Do you remember this? She did like a little like press conference video where she was like, I don't know how it happened. It wasn't even an apology, but she was like, I'm sorry I did that. And Justin was like, what did I do? I didn't even know that that happened. Bye. I'm going to go make a bazillion dollars. And then we burned Janet Jackson to the ground. Janet Jackson, I have some thoughts on Janet. Like She need- toured though, and I heard she- it was a I great know. tour. We should have gone. We should have. We did not We were probably her. tired. <laughs> You guys, Pink was in town last week and we could have gone for some Pink was at the Palladium. And for those of you who do not... Okay, this is great too because I I was texting... We're the popped corks this week. We are. I was texting with both Paul and Vanessa and I said, Pink is at the Palladium for 60 fucking dollars a ticket, which is... Not and this expensive. was on StubHub because yes. like they were sold out. It was like the, if you guys don't know, the Palladium is a club. It's a tiny, tiny little place, and the tickets were sold out immediately. It was a city, city bank uh, thing that they are doing with a bunch of different artists that are too big to play the Palladium. And the day of, Lindsay's like, "Yeah, the tickets are on StubHub for sixty. And and I was oh, we, I'll finish that. And I was so tired. Always though. Always perma tired. And then I texted both these bitches, and I was like, what do I do? Because my husband, God bless his soul, was like, Stu, if you want to go, I'll go. And I said, I think I know, I'm it too is tired. really sweet. It's so sweet. But then I'm like, I'm not going to get off work until 6.30. It starts at 7.30. I'm going to have to wait. This is so boring for everybody. But we didn't go. We're bad people. That's a good the end. cliff notes moment. Yeah. TLDR. Um, okay, I want I like a couple really petty ones. Bitch. Okay. All right. So you know by being a, a wig, a loyal wig, the Catherine McPhee, David Foster of it all mm-hmm. rubs me so the wrong way that I don't really know how to express it. So I'm just going to tell you some things that I read. And You're so mad about it all it the really, time. It really, really bothers me. And I think, okay, let's just start here. That's all. Dave, my experience with David Foster is this. He was a fixture on, uh, on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where Yolanda Foster, his wife, was someone who I was not particularly fond of to begin with. But You weren't fond of Yolanda? Guys. <laughs> Guys. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you don't forget to uh, rate and review. And uh, have a great night. (laughs) That was great. We're going out on that. We can't go out. Can't can't exceed that high. Okay. Drag drag name number two, Fonda Yolanda. (laughs) Done and done. Let me get it down. Fonda Yolanda. Okay. So what are our options right now? Melancholy, Jalen Hall, and Fonda Fonda Yolanda. Yolanda. You better step up, Paul, because I'm fucking winning this right now. (laughs) So anyway, Catherine McPhee and David Foster are back in the news insofar as having a headline in Us Weekly. And I know that doesn't seem like being back in the news, but I read Us Weekly on an occasional basis. It's our news. It's our news. And you'd think that would be because they did something. But the headline today was David Foster and Catherine McPhee gush over each other ahead of wedding. Quote, I won the lottery. Now, I'm realizing I just lost my train of thought when you brought up Yolanda, but um, the reason I brought it up earlier is that David Foster is someone who, whenever he was on the show, was this needly, bitchy attention whore that was really hard to watch. And that's saying something, because Yolanda 
is like that is your I'm line. So, and the whole made, franchise. Yes. Well, except for Kyle Richards. Kyle Richards can do no wrong in my eyes. But okay. but David Foster truly was painful to watch. So I'm already on that level with him. And then the Catherine McPhee of it all is just like, I watched that season of Idol. I didn't, I never liked Catherine McPhee. I thought she was overwrought. I didn't really think her voice was that great. Then she did Smash, to which she'll just never make her way back from. Smash was an epic mess. Was it one season? Two. The first, it was two seasons. It was two seasons. And and it was such a hate watch. Like, you would have loved it for a hate watch of it. But she believed, to me, watching it and just her whole aura is that she is like this this statement in a show that is this. And like she's always had that thing. So I don't love the two of them unto themselves. Then they got together and it's like, well, the superpowers have aligned. So that's where I come from. Now getting back to the headline. David Foster and Catherine Murphy gush over each other ahead of wedding. Quote, I won the lottery. And I'm like, listen very carefully. I quit this bitch. How is this, Who said that? How is this a story? Her or him. So I clicked the link. <laughs> First of all, it starts with her. The story is about a selfie she posted to an Instagram story, not even like a selfie that went up to her feed. It's in her story. Can't even stay in the feed. No, exactly. Thank you for for recognizing that. And she posted, far away from each other, but still can't wait to marry you at David Foster. And then he reposted the story in his own story. That's true love. Writing, I won the lottery. He's 69 and she's 34. I just want to remember. He's almost 70 years old. And she's 34. Now that is double the age of who she is. And I just like, I don't want to get dark, but do you not see like, love is blind, love is all these things, but you might only, uh, are we still recording? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Lindsay makes a face sometimes when I think we're not recording anymore and I go, huh? Well, my, my computer went weird, but we're good. <laughs> we're good. Well, it's a good thought. The computer just told me not to finish that thought. Let's just move more towards how annoying they are. Um, they continued this story by saying um, that they're excited, but they won't be going over the top with their, with their wedding. Bull fucking shit. David and Catherine are leaning towards a small wedding, a source told Us Weekly in January. They haven't done any major planning yet or even set a date. Wait. I already know what you're going to say. A second insider concurred telling... So it's the two of them. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) The two of them are the sources, clearly. (laughs) But that the second source says, a very small wedding in London for about 30 people. They both want it to be a very private, small event. So private that they're doing a story without any context of like, well, well, they've set a date or she's dress shopping. They just posted Instagram stories at each other. So I want to... Have a cons- my own Shane Dawson conspiracy theory that Us Weekly, there's somebody at that magazine who David Foster has dirt on or Catherine McPhee has dirt on because that they keep feeding yeah. them stories because they're not a thing that people care about, Nobody right? Cares. They even in the article quoted um, Catherine and cited her as Over It singer. Do you all know that Catherine McPhee had a song called Over It? Uh, when you said that, I was like, that's shady. <laughs> Because I thought they were being like, we're over no, it. No, she had a song called Over It. I know that because I'm a homosexual. But most people do not know that Catherine McPhee had a song called Over It to be ref. And that, by the way, that song came out like a good eight years ago. No. Yes. And she's still like somebody has dirt in that couple on someone at Us Weekly. And they're getting their stories fed in because this also linked to an article that was previously in Us Weekly. Catherine McPhee and David Foster's cutest quotes about their relationship no. was an actual article. Posting pictures of David Foster's daughters posing with Catherine Fake, one of whom is older than Catherine. Yes, Fake. and they it, call her mom. Yeah, 
like cutesy quotes like, oh, my new stepmom and I going bikini shopping and post these pictures. It is frightening. Can you imagine? Bitch. Can you imagine? Also, okay, would anybody in the room, <laughs> would any of us date someone over the age of 60? How old am I? Current age. That's a great. No. No. How much money do they have? <laughs> I wanted to say that, but I thought that. No, I mean, yeah, that clearly. I mean, that's the only reason. Do you think that you could? He has a lot of money. Tons. But she has money too, right? Not nearly as much as he No. Has. She's probably got a good chunk, though, from Smash, and she was on Scorpion, too, on like a CBS show. He's produced so many musicians and written music and so on. I mean, he's, he's got money in the bank for days. I think he's probably getting alimony from Yolanda, too, because I think she's worth more than he is. <gasps> because she was married to a oh, very, Hadid. very... Yeah, the Hadid. So I feel like he's probably getting alimony on all this, too. And that guy's <laughs> destroying his current mansion that he, pers- that he bought. Oh, I didn't see that. House. Oh, yeah, it's a whole thing right now. Thing. Well, I can cut that short and just say I'm still not a fan of them. <laughs> We do not stand. Um, we don't have the McFever. The McFever. <laughs> the McFever. Okay, drag name I got number my first three. One. That's number one. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back, baby. Um, so, do you have any more popped corks? Because um, I, I ain't got nothing. I could talk about my mean girls at work, but no, you probably shouldn't do that. No, um, I probably shouldn't. I was going to talk about um, Maya and Bialik getting stranded at the airport and Instagramming about it, but it's very boring because it's about Maya and Bialik, Maya and Bialik getting stranded at the airport um, and blaming United when it's clearly a user error. Um, <laughs> Meghan Markle's dad. I mean... Do we know about this? You know. Do you want to tell me your thoughts on it? Should I, Let me inform the audience as to what happened and Lindsay, apparently. Um... So it came out this week that from a, a pretty verifiable source, actually, I think it was the cut that, rec- that reported this, that Megan finally hit her breaking point with her dad and was like, this has to stop. And um, that came in the form of using some of her friends to feed People magazine some tidbits about like things that she has done in the past to nip this in the bud with her father. So was this an issue before she became a royal? It doesn't seem to have been, from as far as I know. Okay. This is really just about when we talked about it last, which was the engagement and the right. wedding and all that, and he was doing all that shit. She wrote a letter, a handwritten like five-page letter to her father that was like earnest and sincere, and like I just need you to to like stop this and please like just support me in this. And that letter found its way to the Daily Mail this week. And people are, the the belief is that, when I go back to the People Magazine thing, People Magazine reported that Meghan Markle's friends were like, she's not this woman, because she's been getting bashed in the past few months about being a bitch and all this stuff. So all, like, these sources came out in People Magazine and said she's not this person. She actually wrote a letter to her dad to, like, nip this in the bud. The letter, so they now think that the father was pissed off that People Magazine ran this story, so he leaked the letter to the Daily Mail, and now not only is that letter public, which it is, like the handwritten letters on Daily Mail, we're not going to read it here because it's not for, it's not, that's her, that's between her and her dad. Um, but the fact that he didn't even like, it's not even in his name. It's just up on the Daily Mail like, oh, look at this letter we found. Like, dude, like who else do you think could have leaked this? You're the one it was sent to. 
I think, though, that she wrote that letter knowing that he was going to leak it. Oh, that's I not... think that the way that it is written, and I think that the things that she said in it, and, and I'm not saying anything bad about being No, I I'm not I'm mad at that for I'm like, Yo, yeah. you do what you want to do. I have zero care about any of that. But the way that the letter was written, and realistically... So you the read the letter. I read, I read parts of it, and I think that she knew that he was going to leak it because he's his past pattern of behavior, which obviously, I mean, if he's getting 10K a clip from all of like the stupid nonsense he's leaking, I'm sure he got way more for this handwritten letter. Sure. And I mean, there's there was nothing in that letter that would really speak to him actually stopping what he's doing. Fair. I think that it was literally a, hey, he's going to leak this, but if nothing else, he's going to leak it and it's going to make me look good. And him look like the atrocious person that he is, which I think he is. And it's, you know, all in a day's work at the end. He's going to get his money. She's going to save some face. And it's going to be fine in the end. Well, the only backlash to that is that, and I don't think she cares about this either, is that it goes against the palace's stance on responding is that you're not supposed to do anything. This is, I guess, something that Diana did too. I know nothing about royalty whatsoever. But that apparently Diana fed American sources too. And that, like, you're not supposed to give anybody information about what goes on once you're in that palace. Like, it is off limits. And that her doing this reflects poorly on the palace and her in general. But she probably doesn't care about that either because she's like, I ain't British. I don't give a fuck. I'm tired of this mess. She's also like, I've got a royal baby in my belly. Yes. So you're not going to kick me yeah. out. And also, like, I don't like being, like, y'all might be British and, like, oh, poof, poof, like, no one bothers us. <laughs> but I'm me. American and I don't like people talking shit about me. True. And I'm fine with that. She also wrote the letter in cursive, which means she wanted to be seen. I'm oh, with you for now. sure. Because <laughs> who uses cursive? Yeah. It's just like, no, I want bitches to see my penmanship. Yeah. And think that I'm better than my father, which she is. Her of dad's course. a. Like that liar. argument has been long, but I think this, to your point, she's been getting some bad buzz. So she probably was like, how am I going to look a little bit better right now? Ooh. Oh, you just meta like matrixed me. That's interesting. I mean, between the father and the stepsister or the real sister, that whatever she is. That fucking stepsister, that half sister. In it for the yeah. cash. So she knows that. There's no once you get a taste of that kind of money for literally spilling dish yeah. on like stuff Ooh, that's about easy your money. family. It's easy. It's so mailbox money. She knew that was going to come out. In my humble. Opinion. Vanessa. Professional opinion because both Vanessa and I worked at a paparazzi photo agency, so we know. Well, but Vanessa had the opinion and you didn't really know much about it at all. So I support her opinion though. So, so guys, it starting works out. next episode, it's Wigs and Wives with Paul Cross and Vanessa Strafash. Okay, but real <laughs> <laughs> You just heard her name. You just heard her name. He's like, he started out strong, he's like <laughs> The mic just floats away from me. <laughs> Um. So yeah. So that's all happening, and I think that's my that is my last cork. Awesome. Just a little uh, peek under the curtain, behind the curtain, inside the curtain. If we're peeking under the curtain, girl. It's getting <laughs> frisky in here. Just like a little bit. Yeah. Just a little. Uh, show us. Show us the goods. Clam shot. Um. Ew. <laughs> why is it never called that? Clam shot. I don't. Clam throw shot. It in the mix. Clam <gasps> shot. Clam shot. With, like but it. can shot be spelled S H O T T E? Like it's an extra special spelling of shot. What if this might be too far? Clam Schadenfreude. Too far. Too far. Okay. I think we. I think the clam shot's gone now. It's gone. Oh, all right. Well, I tried it. Um. (laughs) Do you? I have like a little mini middle segment just to throw in the mix right now because I want to honor another wig. I would love that. Okay. So real quick, and this is a perfect one for Vanessa as well. I'm going to put you on the spot here, but I think it'll be. I think you'll be good. Um, 
we have a wig that we owe a huge apology to. Sorry, Christy. Christy McRae, um, we messed up and we didn't check the email for roughly three months. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder. And Christy had... <laughs> We're so bad at this. <laughs> and Christy truly... Had emailed so many nice things and like Thank really, you, really kind thoughts. And like, we just didn't check the email. And by we, I mean I, because Lindsay probably doesn't even know the Well, no, here's the thing <laughs> Donnie said, Oh, my friend Susan, who's a listener, and I, I've met Susan too. He's like, Susan said she emailed something. I was like, what? Is this Suzanne? Suzanne. Okay, Suzanne. Suzanne and Amber. Okay, of, yeah. Uh, yeah, I said I her have name hers wrong. as well. And Sorry, I'm, Suzanne. And Suzanne, we're going to... I don't know my best friend's last name. Like, <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> Suzanne, we're going to get to your bit next week. Yes. Or whatever. <laughs> Why do you guys listen to this fucking show? <laughs> whatever we record again, we'll get to it. It might be too the important thing is we got your letter. <laughs> so I checked the email for the first time literally ever. <laughs> and she also, this was when we were supposed to record two weeks ago. She writes me and she's like, are you doing the Suzanne thing in your feature? And I was like, I don't know. Are you? Are you? And when I, we like, didn't I don't know. We have an email. Did you know that? I said it all. And then we didn't record. So that's what's... That's, that's what's happening. That's what you pay for. Are you still there? Oh, my God. But but to be... Okay, so but as much as we are laughing really at ourselves and how negligent we are with our incredible wigs and how much we, we love... We are very sorry. We are sorry. Um, and Suzanne, we are. We're going to do yours next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, but Christy, because Christy was truly there first on literally November 4th... <laughs> The email was sent on November 4th, <laughs> and it was in regards to something that was giving her a lot of joy at the time, which is the, um, <laughs> I mean, we are just awful people. We're so bad at this. The Carly Rae Jepsen Bop Party for One, which we have not talked about on this podcast, we but is a hell of a song. Um, and she wrote to us that Party for One is pretty much the only thing getting me through the dumpster fire of the last week. You've seen it, yeah? And she sent us a link. And she said that it's happy, despite the heartbreak. It makes me want to dance and smile, um, things that aren't happening much lately. So it made, uh, made me think that I wanted to ask you both, what are songs, TV shows, etc., that are happy and cheerful? Ones that are still good, but make you forget about immigration and hashtag me too, and Pittsburgh and the dying cat, question mark? These are all things that probably happened at the time and we didn't check the email. Um, uh, if anyone has pop culture recommendations, it's you too. Thank you for that. Maybe a top 10 list of things to you listen to, watch, well, when the world makes you too crazy. So we don't have 10 things, but I thought maybe we could go around and just say a yeah. little, a handful of things that if you were to go to a joyful place, um, what would be the thing that sparks, sparks joy? Wow. I didn't mean that, but... Oh, wow. Marie Kondo is going to swoop in here and take all your money because you just... <laughs> <laughs> Took her spark joy. Not a good joke. Not my best work. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, what makes me happy every time I watch it? Um, you know what? Recently, 
It's a compilation of baby elephant videos that I found on Reddit. Okay. Because baby elephants are truly maybe the cutest thing on the planet. Oh. It's they they've got these trunks that they don't know what to do with yet, but they're they're trying, and they're always like falling down a muddy hill, and their mom's like, "Come on, baby <laughs> elephants." <laughs> It's really just the most joyous thing. Pop culture-wise, I know that there are albums that are my go-tos, but here's the thing with my personality, because I haven't talked about my personality enough this episode. <laughs> um, I really like to listen to sad things mm-hmm. when I'm in, in a mood. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I can go to music, although I think that the, the last Bleachers album really kind of pumps me up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can always go to that, and I like it a lot. Show-wise, I go to The Sopranos. So again, kind of dark and bleak, but it's like comfort food to me. But that's the thing. If, if your comfort and happy place is dark and bleak, then that, that's you. Yeah, yeah. So Sopranos, <laughs> season one. If, if I'm like, I just can't do it with this week, I'm like, you know what? I need to see Tony see the ducks for the first time, and then I'll do it And that is me. a joyful moment in a dark space. It is, so. and then he has a panic attack, and then it's because the ducks go away. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> So that's mine. Okay. I think this is why we actually get along because I just live for Law and Order Special Victims Units. That is like absolutely something that I will watch and it's comforting. I don't know why I find it so awesome. Mm -hmm. But music wise, that's that's a tough one. I think it changes all of the time. But I, I mean, and this is very topical and very new for the last 48 hours, but Ariana Grande's Album. Yes, mama. I love it it's and have so been good. bopping to it in my car for the last 24 hours. It's so, so fucking good. I just, I mean, I'm there. I'm there for Ariana in every way. Japanese barbecue finger. <laughs> it's fine. She, I love that she's even embraced she, it as what it is. That, yeah. That picture that she posted yes. for her, like the only difference between now and then is my like ponytail. And this shitty tattoo on my hand. Yes. I'm for it. And if nothing else, it should teach the rest of this whole country to not get a tattoo in a language you don't speak. True. Period. End of thought sentence. Like, that's a rule for hard, for life from this point on. I have nothing but terrible tattoos all over my body, and I'm actually in the process of lasering them all off. P.S. Listen to your parents, children. <laughs> when they tell you don't get shitty tattoos, just don't do it because they're correct. <laughs> And it costs way more money to take it off than to put them on. I don't know. I'm pretty attached to the Live to Dream tattoo on my hip. (laughs) (laughs) And by attached, I mean it was nailed into my skin (laughs) by a guy whose daughter's name was America Cherry Bomb Fox. No, wait. Cherry Bomb America Fox. Cherry Cherry Bomb America Fox. Yeah. put it on. Drag name. That is the name of an actual person in the Midwest. Cherry Bomb America Fox. Yep. Okay. Um, I do seek joy often um, in times of, of terribleness, which we are kind of facing, uh, obviously, as you, as you said, Christy. Um, and mine tends to be right now, uh, I would say my Instagram feed is 90%. It's, I'll just be honest. It's 10% my friends and then 90% pit bulls and dogs in general, and drag queens. So that speaks a little bit to my joy space. What are dogs doing and what are drag queens doing? Um, And if you were to just go further with that, 
any episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, which I'm very happy to hear, Christy, that she will be watching the season because one of her local queens... She's never watched before? She has not watched yet. Christy! I know. I don't think she has. She just told me that one of the queens that, that, they, freak, that they see frequently in their uh, hometown is going to be on the season, and I, we'll find out when we do the preview of, new, of the new season. But RuPaul's Drag Race is top of the list for joy at all times. Old episodes, new episodes, joy, joy, joy. Um, repeats of... Uh, repeats, it's been off the air for years. But um, episodes of The Office and Michael Scott in yeah. general is a, is a space of joy for me. ABBA, obviously, as you know, ABBA Gold could be um, a, trans, a transfusion of joy into me at any time. And um, Chinese food on a Sunday night. Joy. Agreed. As Thai you roll into a new... Thai food, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is something that we could probably do a whole episode on at some point. It's just like really digging deep. If I were to really think about think we should. the things that I we should seek do, joy in. We should in. do our, our 10 joy episode. And For just, sure. And, and each just do 10 things that like abstractly or... 10 things I love about... Joy. Joy. I'm, I was so there and then we just stuck... Dish the lid. We like kind of twisted our ankle on the landing, but 10 things I love about joy. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that. on the 90s <laughs> movie. I got that. <laughs> that title. We're going to be working on that, guys. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring you that episode by August. Um, so, <laughs> of next year. So thank you, Christy, for that thought. Thank you for being a loyal listener. And We'll um, check the email more. I don't have a choice. We won't. No, I don't have a choice because when I open it on my Safari now, it goes immediately to Wigs and Weiss. Good. Okay. Yeah, then maybe good. we'll be both. So I'll check. Like I replied to one of her emails like, this is Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she could have seen her face when she said that because I think that's probably what she looked like. Totally. But she was super excited. I was very excited. And I, as I said, Suzanne, we will get to yours. You will be the segment um, when we record in three weeks. Yes. <laughs> or as I like to call you, Susan. <laughs> her name is I not fucking, Susan. No, Do you know I that know. song? I fucking know her. <laughs> I've been to her apartment. I've met her I don't fiance. Think you're helping the situation. No, then. I know. I'm a bad person. Um, do you want to flip your wig? Yes, okay. I would. Right. It's called popped cork in this outline, but I'd like to flip it. <laughs> it's time to flip your wig. Um, so, um, can I start? Yes, of course. Okay, I would like to start with uh, Cardi B. Yes, please. And we'll talk about the Grammys in a larger capacity because it's my next wig. But the Cardi B of it all is that Cardi B um, received a bouquet of flowers, beautiful, beautiful flowers prior to her Grammys performance, which was mind blowing in every way. And um, it was so good. The uh, the card read, um, you've got a heart so deep it could crush this town. And that's a line from the song Walls by Tom Petty. So Cardi B went on Instagram and thanked Tom Petty for the flowers. Love her. I just fucking love her. And I just can't possibly love that enough. I just... She is, she is our spirit person. Because I feel like I would... I know Tom Petty's dead. But I feel like I... If I were ever in the like realm of the stratosphere that she's in, I'd be like... Oh, that's so nice. You know what? Tweet thank you to Tom Petty. The best part is, too, as part of the message, she's like, I have to leave the room right now because I got to go to the show. But thank you so much for that. So she was even like, I'm not taking them with me. 
Tom? The, the, the flowers that were sent by Tom Petty's ghosts will live in a green room somewhere. Whoever was able to save that card, that should be in the Smithsonian. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's my first wig. Um, I want to dovetail off that. And then I have, I have a... You know what? Then you can we can go back to yours because I only have two <laughs> wigs this week. Yes. It's a heavy burden to carry. Um, but I don't know if... You, do you follow Cardi on Instagram? I don't. Do you? I do. She's a gem. I, I, I unabashedly fucking love Cardi B. I think she is an American treasure and I fucking love her. Um, she... Went on Instagram um, stories and talked about like, I don't know what to do. I think our political system is fucked up and I want to change it. And then a lot of people came out and said like, shut the fuck up, Cardi. You don't know what you're talking about. And a lot of it has to do with A, she's a woman. B, she's a woman of color. Or no, A, she's a woman of color. B, she's a woman. Um, And she has a thick accent because she's like, she was raised in a Spanish-speaking home in the fucking Bronx. Like, that is a byproduct of that. So I think a lot of the times people think that she's stupid because of that. And um, her history teacher posted on Facebook and clapped back, which made me so happy. Her name is Joan Hill, and she posted, For those of you on my feed who are trashing Cardi B for representing a political view, A, she probably scored higher than you on the U.S. History uh, Regents exam and was in my AP government class. B, you're not nearly as busy as her, and what have you done to advance political discourse in the country? C, she has a national platform and is using it to speak about things that are important. Why can't we respect that? D, shut the fuck up. Well, STFU and take a seat. Oh, exactly. Yes. So, by the way, Joan Hill is the last nominee for your drag name. <laughs> not the last. We still have a okay, couple right. of weeks to go. <laughs> but Joan Hill's in Joan there. Joan Hill's great. It's like Jonah Hill. Yes. But Joan. Joan Hill. Wow. I love Joan Hill. Is yeah. she on Instagram? Can I follow her? Uh, that was a Facebook post okay. that was circulated. Good for her. Good for her, right? An AP on Car D. Exactly. Mm. Exams are no joke. So the only two states that do regents exams are like New York and New Hampshire, and they're like an extra level of final. So you can't get, or you couldn't back in the day because I'm old now. You couldn't get your high school diploma unless you passed regents exams. I've never heard in of in the state them. of New York. Yeah, so you would have to. There was finals and all of that other shit that you had to do in high school, but you would also have to take a regents exam for each of the major subjects and pass them in order to get to the next grade. So, yeah, New York, we have, like, a really good education system. You sure do. I dropped out, but it was great. <laughs> I think Cardi did, too. But you know yeah. what? Y'all are boss bitches, and you're doing great. Oh, see? Positive reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. All right, I want to talk about the Grammys because I felt like this show was the Grammys that was made for Paul Martin Kroos. Um, I always forget your middle name's Martin. You barely remember anyone's name. I mean... <laughs> Wait, who are you? Croce? Yeah. Mr. Um, Croce? I really... I think they overcorrected this year and overcorrection usually doesn't go well in this, in this country. <gasps> but man, did they have a female presence large and in charge this year. Um, I think based on last year's sort of reaction to just the sort of manliness of last year. Well, also just to really insert this very quickly because I'm not nearly as informed on it as I should be. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Donnie told me about how there was a guy who gave a speech at the end that said women need to step up. Last year. Last year. And then Dua called him out. Dua Lipa called him out at the end. Yes. 
and basically was like, we stepped up, bitch. Yes. Which I thought was great. Anyway. Continue, but also sorry. to that end, and as much as I love Dua, this was not like women have been present. The Grammys paid attention this year. Yes. And that is something that needs to like be happening more and more. But just to show you, and this year was such a demonstration of how unbelievably diverse women were this year. You could have someone like the, there was a performance sandwiched next to each other. That was Casey Musgraves singing rainbow in the most subdued, beautiful, like stunning white dress with just a piano stacked right next to Janelle motherfucking Monet. In some pussy pants. In some pussy pants. And if you can't tell me that both of those are not the like like the the, the pinnacle of not women in their genre, but their genre. Just mu- they're fucking musicians. Period. And that's just two. We had an incredible Dolly Parton tribute with lots of women who are at the top of their game and Katy Perry. Oh no, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Alicia Keys also held it down. Alicia Keys. No makeup wearing Alicia Keys playing two pianos. Two pianos. Fucking killing it. Also, I want whatever weed she's on because it's mellow enough that she can host a show with no issues whatsoever. This is what you need. But she's having a good team. I need that weed. I need that weed. Whatever she's got. No, I'm guessing Alicia pays some good, like she gets some good shit. Oh, for sure. It's like all organic from like the grower flies down to give her exactly the bud that she wants. Yes. Um, I went into work today and I'm working in a, a pretty gender balanced room, but... A lot of the dudes were just talking about how unflappable and amazing Alicia, Key, Alicia Keys was. And I thought that was so amazing because usually you come in after an award show and people are like, oh, it wasn't that funny. And they're just like, she was the best host I've ever seen. And the thing about what she did as a host, which I need to like clarify and I need to make sure is like recognize that hosts don't do anymore, is that hosts disappear usually about 25 minutes into the show and you see them sporadically whenever they need to sort of judge the audience. Alicia was present for the entire show, I think for a reason that she was like, oh, you need me to go back? Like, I'm just going to go because I'm just going to like run this show tonight and I'm going to be like, I mean, Bob Hope in his days was someone that was the MC. You were the person that ran the party and made sure everyone was having a good time. Alicia, Alicia Keys made sure everyone had a good time the entire night. And we go back to the Kevin Hart of it all. And the Kevin Hart thing, aside from his thoughts, which are, to me, still homophobic and he has not apologized for, putting that aside, I don't think Kevin Hart's the type of guy that I see going out there and throwing a good party. I think he's going to have a killer monologue that's about 12 minutes long, jokes for days. But can and he funny, continue? Because he can deliver a joke. He, incredibly funny. Yes. But is he going to be the guy that comes out and to be and like a person that I think actually does this very well too is Kimmel. Kimmel runs those Oscars. Like, yes. is everyone having a good time? Let's keep it moving. He responded to the La La Land of it all in a very organic, like authentic way and didn't freak out. That's a talent that I didn't know Alicia Keys has. And Alicia Keys, I was like, she was just like, fuck it, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, and we're going to run this. Yeah. And we're going to have a good time. And we did. She was like, I'm high as fuck, and I'm going to have a great time doing yep. this. And she killed it. Yes. 100%. And I could go on and on about other performances. Dolly Parton, forever and ever legend. We all know that. Um, we, I already mentioned her, too, and I shaded Carrie, Katy Perry. Um, and I'm thinking there's one more that I wanted to talk about. but Brandy Carlisle? That's it. And that's why it's coming to me. It'll be back in a moment on that. Okay, okay. great. Um, so... Our Lady V, Artie, Our Lady V, drag name, down. Um, already talked about this, but I just want to reiterate. I like that. Thank You, Next. Thank is You. The, the, it's the pop album that I didn't know that I needed so much in my life. 100%. Especially because she just gave she us one. She just gave us one. <laughs> Six months. 
is. And she's just in a new direction and embracing it. And I love it. Yes. Every single song on that album is so fucking good. My least favorite is Makeup and it's still a great song. My top three currently are NASA, Bloodline, and Fake Smile. <laughs> really? So good. Do you both have the same ones? Um, yes, although I will also throw in Seven Rings just because it's so ridiculous. I kind of love it. it it's a jam. I think the only reason Thank You, Next, and Seven Rings are not in my top three is because they're singles and we always liked them. Yeah. But um, also to that end, can I throw in "Break Up with Your Boyfriend"? Oh, yes. it's it's fun as yes. What the video? Okay, yes. yes. And who is that girl that looks exactly like her, only with awful lips? Yes, I'm sorry. And she knew that. Is that she, terrible? To well, say? I think that she put her in there to be like, "You, you did that to yourself. I don't need to." Like, yeah. I think that's part of the yeah. thing. Yeah, it was pretty. And that girl's probably going to be a millionaire in like a week. Like, she's fine. Also, <laughs> comedian though. And sorry to interrupt because oh, no, now I'm like, oh, okay, I can, I'm comfortable. <laughs> I can just sit here and talk. P.S. That's what you wanted. This, I was like, guys, I'm not going to talk at all. <laughs> Because I hate talking on microphones, but now all of a sudden I'm like, this is fine. Um, It's called wine. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of it. And opinions. There is a comedian, I'm not going to remember her name, I'm going to have to look it up while you guys are like talking, and she does the spot on impersonation of Ariana Grande. That... Is it Alyssa, the one that you showed me on Instagram? I think so. She does like the like the fake Vogue like seventy three questions oh interview. My God. She is so on point on her. Like I thought that she was going to use her in the video because she looks just like her and acts just like her. But I'm gonna like research that now. Okay. So All right. Okay. Um, my, one of my favorite things that happened with this album is I came home from work and you guys were coming over over pretty soon after, and. My husband had cooked me dinner and was like cleaning up the house as much as he could because we're moving and it's a mess in there. And he was listening to fucking Ariana Grande. And I walked in. I said, are you listening to Ariana Grande? And he said, well, she has a new album out. The most adorable thing that's ever happened in the history of people. I'm about to fall off my chair right now. Yeah. He doesn't love it the way that we do. But but I think it'll grow on him. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourself a man like Josh Silverman, girl. Get yourself one of those, but don't get mine because yeah. he's mine. Yeah. Um, we also made a joke about him getting pounded at the gym tonight. So. <laughs> no, we called him a power bottom. Get it right. We made a song about him being a power bottom. <laughs> Vanessa was in the bathroom, but yes, we were talking about him being a power bottom. Blowing loads. No. Okay. Brandy Carlisle. Thank you for reminding me of that. It was in my list and I just forgot. Um, so Brandy Carlisle and I, we go way back. She's amazing. When she dropped the story, if you're the not story, familiar. The story is a perfect song. <laughs> Lindsay just. I'm sorry. Schmitzed. I'm sorry. Um, that entire album is one of those like desert, al- desert island albums that is, from start to finish is perfection. And for some perfect. reason, I lost track of Brandy. Because she flies under the radar. The way. And I have never been more disappointed in myself because I, when she put out her most recent album, by the way, I forgive you, um, I heard the song she performed at the Grammys last night, which is The Joke. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing it and being like, that's beautiful. And I just didn't find the rest of the album right away. And she sang it again last night. And she, to me, murdered the entire... And, the, and a night that was a, like incredible, incredible night, as I've said. That performance, by the end, the last minute of that performance, shook me 
to my core. Like, and she, a lot of people are talking about this performance. Like, she. Did you actually see the whole thing? I saw probably forty seconds of it at work. I didn't have. So we'll be time watching it, it shortly. I know we say yeah. this a lot, but when we go upstairs, we're watching we will, it before we, will. we leave. It was an incredibly epic, beautiful performance, and I just want to play. Um, she won, <laughs> ironically enough, she won an award that was not broadcast on the ceremony, which is something that we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, and she gave this speech, and I just want to share it if I can find it. Here it is, right here. So, uh, if, if we didn't win anything, I was just going to put this in an envelope with a heart on it and give it to you, Dave. Americana music is the island of the misfit toys. I am such a misfit. It is this music that has shaped my life and made me who I am and even given me my family, Tim and Phil. I came out of the closet at 15 years old when I was in high school, and I can assure you that I was never invited to any parties and never got to attend a dance. To be embraced by this enduring and loving community has been the dance of a lifetime. Thank you for being my island. A, I did not know that she was gay. B, I did not know Americana was a genre until today. Not just now, but earlier today. Um, it's like the, the genre of country that embraces all people, I guess. Which I also did not know. And that's why... <laughs> thank you for... Like, yeah. I... Uh, I heard that speech and I went back and I was like, what is Americana? <laughs> and what is this award that she won? And I did a little reading and just watching her in this performance too, seeing her surrounded by these people. Um, it's such a simple, succinct moment, but it made me, we've been fortunate enough to find our tribes in certain ways. And um, I feel like people younger than us are even more likely to find that now. But in a time where, you know, the world does seem like we're so, so fucking far apart at times. Hearing that felt so beautiful to me. And I hope that it reaches other people too, that like, no matter where you are, even if you aren't, like, I don't think there's a lot of kids listening to this podcast, but if you are someone who maybe hasn't found your groove because you're a little outside and in the misfit toys, know that there are so many, like, even in the world of music, which is her music, there's a, there's a genre that's grown out of being other. Yeah. And I think absolutely. that's so inspiring and awesome. And uh, and she's a and she's a powerhouse. She's doing it. She's incredible. So like everyone, no shocker here, like Brandy Carlisle stand for life at this point. But I just I didn't know I, for someone who I knew her and I never I didn't know this 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 distinction of, of of who she is. And I'm really, really happy for her. She had a really big part in like the nineties with like the whole like Lilith Fair, like all of that kind of t- that that period that you know, women were, you know, coming out and being really strong musicians, strong artists. And I, I think, I, I don't know if I read an article or an interview she had done where she was saying that the 90s were a really big time for for women and, you know, just being, you know, strong presence. And they, you know, she felt like the last, you know, 10, 15 years have really been a backslide and that she was really disappointed in how the industry had gone and, and, and all of the, the things that have happened. And it can, you know, be an all-encompassing kind of umbrella. Yeah. But that 
she's now, you know, w- with this, you know, win and just in general how she's feeling about, you know, everything that's been going on, that there is a, you know, a resurgence and that she's feeling like, you know, it, it is coming back and that women are taking a stand again and that there is some kind of power and, and grouping and, you know, comfort in numbers and groups and I'm rambling. But no, but like it's, that, I'm glad you brought up Lil Fair because we... Um, Lilith Fair, I, I attended the first Lilith Fair when it was the very first year of it. And like, talk about being, I think I was probably a freshman in high school and being, feeling my most other that I could have like ever like identifying that like, I liked women (gasps) singers and I liked like women who were totally diverse where like all my friends loved Led Zeppelin and loved Metallica and that was diverse for them and I was like I, I, I'm going to because I have to right. but like, but also like I don't Ani want DeFranco to and yeah. I like the, but like even know, more the, than like I like that more right. I like the Cranberries mm-hmm. I like like uh, I like Jewel I like all these women every woman that comes out with a song I like them more than I like having wear black and pretend I'm banging my head to Metallica that's not me right. And all of a sudden, there were these women doing that, and they had a stage, and they had a sold-out stage. And what bummed me out is that maybe four or five years ago, Sarah McLaughlin, who I also, one of my favorites, tried to reignite Lilith there. And we went, and it was my dream show again. It was Miranda Lambert was there, Sarah McLaughlin. Um, I'm blanking on the other bands that were there, but they were bands that I loved. And we got there, and I went up to the box office, and I was like, we have, like, you know, nosebleeds, $70 tickets, whatever. Can we upgrade? And he's like, yeah, I can get you, like, in the third row, pretty much. And he, for, like, $20. And we went in there, and the theater was half empty. The spirit of this is still here. Right. The audience isn't, but the spirit's still here. And that's Brandy right now. Maybe she's the person with Sarah that can reignite this in a way that it could be a thing again, because a, a festival of female power and music now. Now is the time. Well, if you think about it, like Florence could do it. Florence. Brandy could do it. Janelle. Janelle. If they were to put together an all-female festival, it would be the biggest fucking thing. I mean, especially if you're bringing in different genres. If you're bringing in, yes. I mean, Beyonce, bring her in, Ariana. You know, you can have all different genres. Have country. Have hip hop and have all of that, and, and that's what was great about Lilith Fair is that right. Lilith Fair you didn't do the whole tour. You right. did five nights, right. and you were lucky if you got to see the Cardigans and Paula Cole, or if you weren't there, you'd see Tracy Chapman and the Indigo Girls. Right. You were gonna see like people at the top of their game, and the Grammys last night that was proof, or uh, whenever this airs <laughs> or drop it <laughs> with the Grammys, that was proof that there are there we have a surplus of women in music again. Yeah. Long way around, but I'm not mad about anything that just was said. We're so we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and we made it. Yeah. We made it. Um, I would buy that ticket. I would pay money for that ticket. Lots. Lots. You would pay money, but you would you forget that you bought the ticket. I, I Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> but that's why I have friends to remind me. Vanessa has a fucking memory of an elephant. It's Thank crazy. God. Thank God for you. Seriously, like seriously, I'm have to just yeah, seriously. Take her to the nursing home and just be like, tell me if I ate today. No matter what, it's just, just it's yeah. Yeah. Um, is it my turn? It is your turn. I have one, so one left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is not nearly as interesting as what we just talked about because what we just talked about was all ladies and 
We love that. But Seven Days Out on Netflix. Have you watched it? I haven't yet. But a it's, good friend of mine is one of the producers on it, and I need to watch it. It's so good. Is it? Uh, Josh and I started watching it three nights ago because it, we just needed something that we could kind of look at mindlessly. We thought it would be that. But what it ended up being was like one of the most interesting things I've watched in a long time. Okay. So it's seven days out of big events. And the ones that we've, I think there are six or seven. Um, we've watched so far the Kentucky Derby, the Westminster Dog Show, and whatever esports thing it was. <laughs> I can't remember the name. That is not the first time today. Yeah. I actually wasn't, but I'm still like, I get it, but I don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it. Is esports video games? Yes. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah. I. I. It's like fork knife. You don't really need to get it. It's fine. It's a thing that exists. You recognize it. And move on. Yeah. Um, but I do respect and appreciate that this is a world that people are involved in. And they love it. Like, they have the, the biggest fans. And it allows people that would never potentially be athletes in life to have the experience of being an athlete. And I think that it's amazing that there's a world for that. Yeah. The Westminster Dog Show is exactly best in show. And it's amazing. <laughs> And you need to love these people the way that I did because <laughs> they are so lovable. And then the Kentucky Derby is also just, I've always loved horse racing because I love horses, but I've never really understood the culture that goes into it and the people that pour their lives into training these horses to be the best of the best and treat them like the royalty that they are. Yeah. Um, and also just understanding the Kentucky Derby, they can only be three years old and then that's their only shot at this race. The, the horses, not the... And then they stub them out. I wish that the jockeys were three They don't stub them out. <laughs> they, they get millions of dollars from these horses because there's the stud fees and the... I can't remember what it's called when there's a mare that gets impregnated. These horses are worth millions of dollars whether they win or not. And they get treated like fucking royalty. Like, these horses live much better lives than we do. Um... It's a great show. I definitely suggest it. I can't wait to watch the other episodes. Seven days out. There's a Met Gala one, I believe. There is. Or no, it's not the Met Gala. It's a fashion week. It's a fashion week or something. Carl Lagerfeld. We always got images of him when we did. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I think there's a documentary that Nick called... Five Days in May or something. That's yes. about the Met Gala. And that follows like Anna Wintour and yeah. everything. Um, this is just, it's it's something fashion. But I love it I'm a planner, so that's the last I'd love to see something the entire fashion. thing like before. Like, how do you actually make this show? How does it happen? I like that. And I'm not a planner, and I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> wow. These people can do this? Good for them. Did you pick up on that last drag name I just dropped? No. What was it? Something fashion. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me, actually. I we'll just say, wait till the end. Yeah, we, you, you have to pick. I have one more wig to flip. Okay, flip it. My last wig is some self-promotion. You guys know I try not to do this too often, but I have a new show premiering this week, and that is very exciting to yes. me. Um, I have a YouTube series called Hello Honey. <laughs> as I call it. <laughs> you might find it spelled as something else. Hello, honey. But I say, hello, honey. Um, and it is starring Jeannie Mai of The Real. And 
and um, red carpet and a just a wonderful overall being. And uh, she's going to be telling us all about confidence and being your best self in fashion and health and beauty and wellness. And it'll be every Thursday will be a brand new episode. She is a hoot. You're going to love her mom. Her mom is a big part of the series as well. I can't wait. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a really great show and I'm really proud of it. So if you don't mind going on to YouTube and subscribing, that helps a lot. Or on Instagram. Again, it's hello, honey, H-U-N-N-A-Y. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And so that's happening this week. Awesome. I can't wait to subscribe. Um, yeah. And uh, we have a little uh, final ceremony here to bestow... Vanessa with her drag name. <sighs> you have seven options. Everybody Holy ready? Holy shit. That's a lot of options. Okay. I'm going to give the mic to you, Vanessa. Okay. Oh, no, you can just hold it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's she a, a diva. <laughs> she's a queen. Na, 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 diva so is a female mic. version of a hustler. <laughs> All right. Number one, Melancholy Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Number two, Fonda Yolanda. <laughs> we really did God's work today, you guys. Number three, the McFever. <laughs> Number four, Cherry Bomb America Fox. <laughs> Number five, Joan Hill. <laughs> Number six, Our Lady V. I think Our Lady J may be a real person. I think so. I think think she's a director of um, of um, Pose. Our Lady J. Yes, Our Lady J. So you'd be Our Lady V. It's just something. It's it's something to keep in mind if you're going to accept that you might have some some competition. Mm. And then last but not least, something fashion. I'm really torn between something fashion and melancholy Gyllenhaal. Okay, those so that's those are finalists. I'm surprised. I thought you were into Yol- Fonda Yolanda. <laughs> I feel like it should be more like Fondle Yolanda. In oh, some way. well, feel free to tweak. You this can tweak. Not, yeah. I feel like what's going to have to happen is okay. I'm going to go through these three. And really think about it. Okay. And ponder. Maybe we should ask the audience. I'm gonna I think we should ask the audience. We could do an Instagram poll. I You'd love have to actually this. you know put it in. God, on there. you're such a better producer. Can you produce our show, please? <laughs> Will you be our producer? <laughs> Guys, I've had to pee for like twenty All minutes. Right, so <laughs> that usually happens. Yeah, it does. It does. So we're gonna have a comeback. Well, yeah. Yes. We'll have a this comeback. Will be- she will come back and announce the official winner of her drag name. Yes. But we will put um so it's between Melancholy Gyllenhaal, Fondle Yolanda, and something, something fashion. <laughs> so we will take a poll. We'll figure out what the audience wants. And then Vanessa will decide to. Yeah. Um, and we'll let you know. Yeah. And in the meantime, email isn't really going well for us. We're going to check it more, though. <laughs> but you can find us. You, you can find us on Instagram at Wigs and Weiss. We do check that a lot. We do. Message us there. Write us there. Uh, follow us there. Um, and again, we will be back soon. You can message us. Check your email on Instagram. Just say, check your email. Oh, that's a great qu- That's Yeah. That's yeah. The- <laughs> you can also send a carrier pigeon, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, and thank you so much, you guys, as always, for listening and being so loyal and wonderful. And uh, we'll be back soon. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> thank you, Vanessa. Thank for, you, Vanessa. We for love joining you. Us. We love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. If you didn't know that you were right for me, then there's nothing I 
Yes. Yeah.